All right. I am an unashamed fan of Pixar. I love Pixar movies. Um, my friends in college and I, we would actually go see Pixar movies together when they came out. And I think most people actually really enjoy Pixar movies. And the, the reason is, is they're addressed to kids. Like, they're kid movies. There's no doubt about it, right? But they have awesome themes and awesome lessons that apply to you no matter what your age is. You could be nine, you could be 90, you can watch a Pixar movie, and you can take something away from it. Up is probably the best example of this. If you were not, like, wrecked in the first five minutes of Up, you were not paying attention to that movie, all right? You see this, this little boy, he meets a little girl, they grow up together, they fall in love, they get married. And then right after they get married, they're hit with a serious issue, infertility. And you watch them work through this, and then you watch them overcome that together, and you watch them as they live this life together, and they overcome all sorts of things, and they never quite get to their goal, but that's okay because they love each other, and they have each other anyway through the whole thing. And then that's just the first five minutes. Look at all those great life lessons that were just right there. And then, of course, the rest of the movie, this old man becomes a father figure to this boy. He never had his own son, but he has this boy who he becomes a father figure to. And this boy needs a father figure desperately. You get to the end of that, you're like, man, that was a kid movie. Man, that had application for everybody who watched that. Today's scripture is that way. The scripture itself is actually addressed to children. When Paul writes this in Ephesians, he is actually writing it to children. But don't let that take away from the fact that it has application in your life and in my life. Whether you are 9 or 90, this scripture speaks to you. It's Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Alright, so I'm going to do the same thing the Scripture did. So Talia and Frankie and Victoria, and I think that's all the kids we have in here right now. I want to talk to you guys real quick. Alright? Obey your parents. Obey your parents. I know it's not always a lot of fun. I know sometimes they ask you to do things like clean the bathroom and clean your room and do homework. Alright, but obey your parents. It's something that Jesus wants us to do. See, it says obey your parents in the Lord, and it's something we saw Jesus himself do. He honored his mother and his father, and he did it throughout his whole life. So we want to do it because God wants us to do it. And it says it's right. It's the right thing to do. I don't think too many people are going to argue that, are they? No, they're going to say, hey, yeah, the right thing to do is obey your parents. Also, when we follow that commandment to honor our mother and father, we're told it's the first commandment with a promise. It's that it will go well with you. In other words, that your life will go well. And I'm not promising that you're never going to have anything bad go wrong in your life. I can't promise you guys that. But I can promise you, if you obey your parents, you honor them, it will make your life better. 
I'll give you a couple of real concrete examples from my own life when I was growing up. Yeah, I'm pretty pale, if you haven't noticed, right? I don't tan, I sunburn. And so my parents always told me, they said, David, put sunscreen on, please. And a lot of times I didn't obey them, and I would come home and I would be bright red from head to toe. And you know what would happen that night? I couldn't sleep because I was in so much pain. It's in tons of pain. And the next morning, I would have to take an ice-cold shower because I couldn't stand any heat in the water. That's how bad my sunburns. If I'd obeyed my parents, my life would have gone better. I would not now be at an elevated risk for skin cancer because of all the bad sunburns I had. All right? So, guys, please, your life will be better when you obey your parents. It's what God wants us to do. It honors God when we honor our parents. All right? Now, the rest of you, I hope you didn't check out there, okay? Because that applies to you still, no matter what age you are. You should still honor your father and mother. It doesn't end at 18. You don't get to say, I'm 18, I'm an adult now, I get to stop listening to my mother and father. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way at all, Okay? Your mother and father just spent 18 years raising you, loving you, doing all sorts of things for you. Just because your legal status has suddenly changed doesn't mean you get to set aside God's word. The Pharisees did this, and Jesus called them out on it in Matthew 15. Uh, we don't, you don't have to turn there or anything, but I'll just give you the quick summary. The Pharisees, the religious leaders at the time, had said that, you know, we're so holy, we're following God, and whatever time, whatever energy, you know, whatever money I had that was going to be for you, Mom and Dad, is now for God. They twist it, and they're trying to look holy while they do it. Jesus calls them out, and he says, no. No, you can't do that. When you are doing that, you're not honoring God. You're actually disobeying his commandment to honor your father and your mother. You can't set that commandment aside suddenly just because we're considered an adult. It doesn't ever end. You should honor your mother and father throughout your entire life. Now, there certainly are differences, right? When you're an adult, you do have your own responsibilities that you do need to take care of. All right? You do need to get a job. You do need to support yourself. You do need to have your own place to live in your own life, in your own car, and those kind of things. You need to have this. Okay? But, <clears throat> um, again, just because you have all those things doesn't mean we're suddenly not honoring our parents. Now, an even bigger change that will come along is that you'll get married. Many of you are married. And this does change the relational dynamic, again, between a child and their parent. And God even said that it would. When he created Eve, he said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, and he'll cleave to his wife. He'll be joined to his wife. And so there is, again, a distinction. Things aren't quite the same. All right? You have to now honor your wife first, or your husband first. You have to put them before your parents. And sometimes, I'm sure many of you can attest to this, that those two spheres are going to kind of butt up against each other, and you'll be tugged in two different directions. And I'm telling you there, 
that you do need to protect your wife or your husband. You do need to honor them above your parents. But that doesn't give you any sort of excuse to just say, I'm going to totally stop honoring my mother and father. You are still called to honor your mother and father throughout your whole life. Three reasons I'll make them more clear here that Paul gives. It's in the Lord. You are to, oh, he, when he's addressing the children, he says, obey your parents in the Lord. In other words, as a follower of Christ, you need to be doing this. It's the same when we're adults. Right? It is what Jesus, what God has commanded us to do. It's what he wants us to do. It doesn't change because of age. We should be different in how we do that compared to how the world. Absolutely. Um, I I teach 8th grade, as many of you know, and I'm actually going to be teaching ninth grade next year. I have almost always been able to tell who my students that are Christians are by how they honor their parents. Been wrong a couple times, but not too many. Most of the time I can say, man, I see how that kid loves her mom and her dad. And I can see how that that boy has honored them and obeys them even when he knows it's not the popular thing to do. It's different. It's they're in Christ. There is something totally and radically different about how they have a relationship with their parents and how many of my other students had a relationship with their parents. It's the right thing to do is the second reason. For it is right. Honor your mother and father. It's the right thing to do. That has been seen uh, throughout history. And it really, you know, there's not too many cultures that would ever say, oh no, don't honor your mother and father. It's the right thing to do. And then it was the first commandment to come with a promise. That it will go well with you. You may live long and play. And that still carries true as an adult. That doesn't change as an adult. None of this changes as an adult. This is all still true. When we honor our mother and father, things are going to go better for us. Life is going to be easier and better. And again, not perfect. We don't live in a perfect world where we get to say, oh, I'm going to have a perfect life. No, there are still bad things that are going to happen. But life will be better for us when we honor our mother and father. All right, so how do we do that as adults? How are we going to obey this command and honor our mother and father? Well, first of all, I think we need to, no matter how old we are, we need to do what they've told us. In other words, all those pearls of wisdom they've given you as you've been growing up, apply them to your life. Apply those to your life. It's never too late. Maybe you've been ignoring one for the past... 20, 30, 40, 50 years, however long. And you realize that what they were telling you was actually the right thing. You can honor them by applying that to your life. Now, I want to read a proverb for you. It's Proverbs 1.8. Or excuse me, 10.1, right? Proverbs 10.1. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow 
to his mother. I can think of sometimes this has been especially true in my life. Uh, both sides of that coin. Start with the bad. My mom always taught me a really good lesson, which was don't get drunk. Right? Don't drink. And she started from the time I was, I was pretty young, and my dad, of course, did too. Um, but they were like, don't drink. Don't get drunk. It leads to problems. Hotshot football player, right? 18 years old, I'm senior. Am I listening to my mom and dad at this point? No, I'm not. And we lived in a small town, and the thing to do after the football game was we'd all pile in our buddies' pickup trucks, and we would go out north of town into these wheat fields, small farming community, okay, into these wheat fields where we knew nobody was going to drive by because the nearest town was like 30 minutes away. <clears throat> and we'd all drink out there. And that was pretty much every weekend my senior year. And uh, one weekend I happened to be out of town for a speech and debate tournament. And so I was hours and hours away and couldn't go out with my buddies. My buddies did all what they normally do. They piled in a couple pickup trucks. They go out north of town. They drink way too much, and they start to drive back. And um, one pickup truck cleared this crest in the road and stopped for some reason. I don't know why he stopped, um, but he just stops and is sitting there right in the middle of the road. And the other pickup truck comes along about a minute later, clears this hill, doesn't have time to react, and plows into the back of that other pickup truck doing about 60 miles an hour. Thankfully, nobody was killed. There was a lot of injuries. There were broken bones. One kid's ear was almost cut off. There was a ton of stitches. There were concussions and hospitalizations. And the only reason I wasn't in that truck was because I happened to be out of town. Now, at this point, my parents still don't know that that's what I've been doing. They probably had some suspicions, but they don't know for sure that that's what I've been doing until a few weeks later we are at my uncle's rehearsal dinner for his wedding. My dad says, you know what, you're 18. You want a beer? Yeah, I'll take a beer. Sure, I'll have a beer. And I start pulling back on this beer way too fast. And my mom looks over. She goes, where did you learn to drink like that? And I had, I was stuck. I had no answer for her. And she goes, you've been out with your friends in the wheat fields, haven't you? Yeah, Mom, I have. That brought sorrow to my mother. I've been acting foolishly. I could have been in that pickup truck. I could have been severely hurt. And in this very public event, my mother starts bawling. Have you ever made your mom cry? How does that feel? And now she's doing it in front of all my cousins and my aunts and uncles. I brought sorrow to my mo mother publicly. That's very dishonoring. So I didn't follow the instructions that she had given me. On the flip side of that, from the time I was a very young boy, my parents told me about Jesus. They had me in church. They had me reading the Bible. They had me praying. They encouraged it. And I never actually really believed it. I didn't truly have faith until I went off to college. And I started listening to their advice. Hey, you need to be in a church. You need to be praying. You need to be spending time in the Word. You need to be doing that. So I took their advice, and I went to church. 
and I came to faith in Jesus. And I got to tell them that, and they got to come to my baptism. My parents were never more happy or more proud of me than in that moment where after the years of wisdom they'd given me about this, I'd listened and I'd changed and I'd come to faith in Jesus. They were more proud of that and more happy about that than any home run I ever hit, any A I ever got. Because I brought honor to them in doing this. So we can honor our parents. No matter our age, by listening and applying the wisdom, the instructions that they've given us. My parents taught me to be loving and kind. When I am loving and kind to my friends, to my family, to my daughters, I'm honoring them. They've instructed me to do that, and I'm doing that, just that. They taught me to work hard to provide for my family. So when I am working and doing it hard, making sure my family is taken care of, I'm honoring my parents. That makes them glad. So no matter our age, we can honor our parents by doing what they've told us to do throughout our whole lives. So this has all been good. What about when our parents aren't so good? Let me tell you, your parents aren't perfect. My parents weren't perfect. I'm not a perfect parent. I have sinned against my daughters. My parents sinned against me. What do we do then? How do we honor our parents? Let me tell you this. Ignoring it is not really honoring your parents. There are people who go, Oh, my mom owes me no apologies for anything ever. I don't think that's true. Because you're kind of building up this image of your parents that isn't really them. That's not them that you're honoring. It's some kind of projection you put on them. Now, I'm not saying beat them over the head about it either. That's not my advice. That would not be honoring. But we can forgive our parents. You want to honor your parents? You can treat them how God has treated you. God has forgiven you through His Son, Jesus and we have sinned against Him. We can do the same thing to our parents. If they have sinned against us, we can honor them by forgiving them. This is brought uh, to my attention in my life in a really powerful way. Uh, one of my friends in college had a terrible experience with her dad. Awful experience. Her dad, when she was about 12, had started an affair with another woman. Uh, and when she was 13, her dad leaves the family. I'm leaving your mom. I'm leaving you guys. I'm going to move in with this woman. And this woman wanted him to have no contact with his children at all. And that's what he did. He followed her wishes. And so at 14, this girl never heard from her father, who was very much alive and living in the exact same town, Never heard from him. No happy birthday, no Merry Christmas, no I'll see you at graduation, nothing. I was talking to her one night. She's like, it, it confused me for years. How am I supposed to honor this father? How can I honor him when he won't even talk to me? She understandably had a lot of bitterness in her heart towards him. And it affected many relationships of hers. Said, I realized through a lot of prayer that 
one thing I could do to honor my father was to forgive her. She forgave me. It was just a wonderful picture, I thought. So I don't want to pretend like there are just fathers in here who, you know, everybody's father is perfect. I don't want to pretend that. I know fathers have done terrible things. They've been verbally abusive and physically abusive and sexually abusive. And in that situation, maybe the only way you can honor them is to forgive them. You can forgive them, and I know you can forgive them because what God did for us. Because He put His Son on the cross so that we could be forgiven. We can extend forgiveness even in the worst circumstances to others and to our parents. We can honor them in that way. All right, we can take care of our parents as they age. It's another way we can honor our parents. Did you know the elderly are some of the loneliest people in our society? Elderly are some of the loneliest people in our society. That's because their children don't honor them. Their children, who are now adults with their own careers and many times are perfectly able to be there for their parents are not. Because their parents, they don't see them as serving any purpose to them really anymore. So they kind of forget about it. That was the reason Jesus was so angry at the Pharisees. One of the things uh, that that commandment carried with honor your father and mother was that you should take care of them. And in fact, back then, there was no 401k. You had no IRA. Okay, your retirement plan back then was your children. That was your retirement plan. They had to take care of you when you could no longer work. So for the Pharisees to say, whatever I was going to give to you, I'm now giving to God, is really saying to their parents, I'm abandoning you in the hour you're going to need me most. Okay, now most of our parents, or hopefully our parents, you know, have a good retirement plan and have a good retirement set up monetarily. But that's not the end of your obligation to them. Okay, that doesn't mean you get to go, all right, they're taken care of financially. That's all that really matters. No, they are going to need your help. They are going to need your love as they approach the end of their life. You need them. Guess what? They changed your diapers. They gave you baths. You might get to do the same. You might get to do the same at some point and really return that favor. And if that's what needs to be done, you should do it. You should be honoring your parents as long as they are here on this earth. Jesus made sure his mother would be taken care of as he's dying on the cross. You know what he says? He looks at his mom. And John is next to her, his disciple. He says, woman, behold your son. He looks at John and he says, behold your mother. He is charging John with taking care of his mother and honoring Mary as his mother. Even to the very end, you see Jesus honoring his parents. 
So I want to encourage you guys, do the same to the very, very end. God, who has loved us so much, who has given us His only Son so that our sins could be forgiven, has commanded us to honor our mother and father. We should do it until the very end. Alright, so some gospel assignments for this week. First one is, I want you to put your parents in your prayer journal. We've had a prayer journal going. We've listed everybody in the church. We've been praying for them. Add your parents to that. There are some things you cannot do for your parents. Salvation is one of them. You can't save your parents. Some of you are going to need to add your parents to that hit list we have going. People we want to see come to faith in Jesus. That's your parents. Put them on that hit list. Pray for them. They would come to faith in Jesus. Some of you, a couple weeks ago, Joey gave us a gospel assignment about writing down the names of those we were angry with because of sins they've committed against us. How we're not supposed to sin in return. And we're supposed to write that down, write how they sinned against us, and then scratch it out, cross it out, white it out, get rid of it. Because we've had the same thing done to us by God. Some of you are going to need to do that with your parents in your prayer journal this week. I want you to pick a specific reason this week to thank your parents. And then I want you to thank them. Don't just do it, all right, and oh yeah, that was really great to mom and dad, thanks. No, call them. Yeah, I, I know some of us, this is more difficult. Um, you know, my parents are 2,000 miles away. My wife's parents are 2,000 miles away. Make the time. Make a phone call. Thank your parents for what they've done. Pick something specific and do that. This Honor them in that way. Use one of the lessons that they've taught you. Some situation will come up this week. I don't know what it is. It's going to require some wisdom that your parents have given you. Apply that wisdom. Thank God that you had parents to give you that wisdom. Do that. One final thing I want to hit on is that don't be too busy for this. Do not be too busy for this. It's a command of God. We can never be too busy for the commands of God. We need to take the time. We don't want to be like, um, you guys know Harry Chapin, Cats in the Cradle, right? The parent is just, you know, too busy for his son as he goes along, the dad is. And the dad retires, realizes he's missed all this time, wants to spend time with his kid. There's, you know, he says, I'd like to see you if you don't mind. And how does the son reply? I'd love to, dad, if I could find the time. The new job's a hassle. The kid's got the flu. It's been sure nice talking to you. It's not honoring. Don't do that. This week, carve out time to honor your parents.